somewhere in the world. I'd like to welcome you to this edition of the underground. We will not bow down. Hey, welcome to this edition. Haven't been, uh, haven't done a podcast here for a while, a little while, maybe a little longer than usual, but I was just spending time in the Word and worshiping and praying and all that good stuff, and I... I just was enjoying that so much I didn't want to do anything else. So I didn't. <laughs> but uh yeah, I'm I've been working on some stuff. And where I'm going to go into now is um uh, is one of the most amazing things to me in uh, all of my walk with Jesus for these last 50 years. And I find that when I'm not involved in this discipline, I have uh I have more negative issues than than I'd like to have. And so sometimes in life, you know, you get busy and this part of of the discipline of God in our lives kind of goes lacking. And that can be in any of the areas, you know, worship fellowship with the Holy Spirit, praying, you know, whatever the basics are, we can get into these places, these dry places, and, you know, we just don't do anything for a season. But in this day and age, um, that's something that can is no longer going to be tolerated if if we want to stay fresh and alive and filled every day with the spirit 
and walking, you know, more towards that love walk. So what I'm talking about is the word. The word. And by that I mean the word of God. Because any other word doesn't really matter much. <clears throat> because, you know, man's words or God's words. That's the only two words there are. So, you know, we're either following the sheep herd or we're following the shepherd. And, you know, I, I had to come to a place in my own life where I had to quit following the sheep herd and start following the shepherd. And that's where life got really interesting. So I just want to explore and go to the core issue that is that is the Word of God. And I know there's a lot of, you know, controversies and arguments and on and on. I've heard a lot of them over, you know, the past 50 years, I'm here to tell you. And, you know, some people are, you know, if it's not the KJV version, then, you know, it's not the Word of God. If it's not the nearly inspired version, the NIV, then it's not the Word of God. So, you know, and there's arguments about all these different translations. And yes, I'm aware that some of these translations have been altered, some, some things have been added, some taken out, and whatever. But, you know, I can't, I can't go there, and so I don't argue those things with anybody. Because I find there is enough in the Word, whatever translation you have, there's enough there in plain black and white to lead and guide us uh, into a mature walk with, with Jesus. And so, you know, I'm, <coughs> I'm not going to, you know, argue about translations and all that kind of stuff. I personally use the Amplified most of the time just because it gives some word meanings and, and makes it, you know, a little more understandable for some of the words that, you know, unless we want to stop and look them up. So that's, that's what I use and, and uh, you know, it is what it is. So John 1.1, 1, 1, and they argue about this one too, <laughs> <clears throat> that it wasn't in their original text and, you know, it's been added and all that. Well, let's just take it for what it says. In the beginning before all time was the Word, Christ, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God himself. So we've got a, a foundation that, you know, God has spoken, spoken Word of God. 
and that's our hope, that's our anchor, and, and everything we believe in comes through this Word of God. Uh, Hebrews 4.11 says, For the Word that God speaks is alive, full of power, making it active, making it operative, making it energizing, and making it effective. And it is sharper than any two-edged sword penetrating to the dividing line between the breath of life, the soul, and the immortal spirit, and of the joints and marrow, marrow of the deepest parts of our nature, exposing and sifting and analyzing and judging the very thoughts and purposes and intentions of the heart. Uh, that's pretty heavy-duty stuff there. This was my mother's favorite verse, I think, because she was always talking about the Word of God is alive. It's alive. It's not dead. It's alive. It's full of power. And so, you know, I heard her tell people this all the time. For the Word that God speaks is alive. That's, that's what makes God's Word different from my Word. <clears throat> my words aren't alive or full of power. The word God speaks is alive and full of power. So it's active, operative, it's energizing, it's effective. And this word also, you know, we read through this stuff and we, we, we can blow through this verse in, you know, three seconds, four seconds, and on we go. And, and it's just... You know, it's just words because we don't stop and think about it. We don't stop and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us through these words that are alive and full of power. Because this word has the ability to go to the deepest parts of our nature. I know there's times when I read the Word and I, I get to a verse and it's like I almost wish the verse wasn't there because it goes to the deepest part of my nature, usually a part that needs to be dealt with in some way and become more in line with walking in the love of God instead of my own flesh. And I get to these verses and I, I sometimes I just groan, you know. I go, oh, wow, because it just hits me, you know, right to the deepest part of my nature. And it exposes things and sifts sifting now i don't know if you know what sifting means 
But back in the day, when I was young, my mom had a sifter. I suppose they still have them, or electronic ones now, but she had the old hand crank sifter. And it was just this round metal barrel-like looking thing, you know, small. And in the bottom was this very fine screen. And then you turned this crank thing, and there was like four pieces of, of metal that would go very close as they went around to this screen at the bottom of this thing. And I don't know what all she put in there, but, you know, I remember like she put in some kind of flower. And when she cranked that thing, this flower, first of all, if there was anything in there that, that she didn't want in there, it wouldn't go through that screen. You know, it would it would get left behind and could be thrown away. But what did go through the screen came out like powder. I mean, it, it just ground it to powder. And she would sift this stuff <coughs> to make it pure and, and to make it finer. That's what sifting is. So the word not only exposes things in our life that need to be dealt with but it does this sifting process and it grinds away and, and refines and gets rid of this junk that shouldn't be there so it can be thrown away it analyzes and judges the very thoughts and purposes and intents of the heart and you know that it's out of the heart that come all the the stuff. You know, the murders, the adulteries, the thefts, all that stuff. You know, Jesus said it wasn't what goes into a man that defiles him. It's what comes out. For it's out of the heart that these things come. The mind, out of our minds that are these thoughts and all this stuff. So these can be judged by the Word of God, the thoughts and purposes, the intentions of the heart. And that, uh, that really makes me stop right there, thinking that, you know, this Word is effective and active and operative all the way down to the thoughts and purposes and intents of my heart. Because sometimes, you know, uh, <laughs> through 50 years of this stuff, uh, there's been times, believe me, where I had some thoughts and purposes of heart that were not good. You know, just not good. Not good at all. There's people that I would just as soon have done away with. You know, early on in my walk with the Lord, you know, just a few years in, uh, I'll just use this as an example because there's many, but 
this one was very, very poignant in, in my life at that time. I was working for the government, uh, Bonneville Power Administration, out of uh, Portland or, or Vancouver, Washington. And I was an, on an outside construction crew, and we we built forms and poured concrete for large pads for big electrical equipment to set on in substations. And because we worked under these power lines and different things, there was a guy there called a safety watcher. And all his job was to stand around and watch and make sure that we didn't get anywhere near or something up in the air <coughs> that would be dangerous, you know, to get electrocuted. Well, we had one little short fat guy that was uh, was doing that job. And for some reason, he didn't like me. Might have been the Jesus stickers on my hard hat. You know, who knows? I don't know. And uh, I wasn't real fond of him either. And I'd be down in a hole digging and, you know, working down in a hole that was six feet deep. And he'd, he'd come by and throw a firecracker in the hole. And then he'd laugh and laugh and laugh. You know, he was always doing this crazy kind of stuff. Well, one day a good friend of mine that I'd gotten a job there and had gone to high school with, we were driving from the job back to the hotel and it was on a Friday and, and then we were gonna go back and then go to the airport and fly back to Portland. And uh, so this guy was in the back of the car and that was when they reduced the speed limit to 55 from 70 to 55. So I was doing about 80 or 90 because I wanted to, you know, get get there and get going. So this little guy in the back, he yells out, slow this thing down. Slow this thing down, you bye bye bye. Man, I was like, what did you say? And I, I was like shocked, you know. And so I just kind of immediately, you know, slowed down a little bit because he said if I didn't slow down, he was going to call the office and have me fired. So I slowed down to 55. And I was fuming. Man, I was fuming. I, I had visions of stopping the car and throwing this guy out and backing over him a few times. And then my friend, uh, who was not a believer, he turned around and told this guy, he said, if you don't shut your mouth, he said, I'm going to push your little head down in between your shoulder blades. Shut the up. So this little guy, he, he shut up and uh, <laughs> we drove on <laughs> at 55 and it was... <clears throat> it was pretty quiet for the rest of the drive to his hotel came first. But before we got to the hotel, I heard the Holy Spirit say, uh, when you get to the hotel, I want you to, uh, I want you to thank this guy uh, for telling you to slow down. And I was like, What? I didn't just hear that. I rebuke you, Satan. A little while later, I heard again. Before you drop him off, I want you to thank him 
for telling you to slow down. And I was like, oh my word, you gotta be kidding me. Thank you want who is this? <laughs> you want me to thank him for telling me to slow down? And then the Holy Spirit said, Yes, I want you to thank him. Because 55 is the speed limit. That's the law. And that's how fast you need to be driving. And so he's doing you a favor. And he's working for you. He's working for you. He's bringing out patience, endurance, steadfastness, long-suffering. He's working for you. And, and he's developing these godly traits in you that you so badly need. He's working for you. What do you do with people that work for you? You thank them. Wow. I was like, wow, this is going to be, this will be interesting. But I knew, I knew it was the Holy Spirit, you know. So I kind of thought through it a little bit, and we got to his hotel. And when I stopped, I said, hey, uh, before you go, I said, I just want to thank you for, uh, you know, asking me to slow down because, you know, I was going too fast. So I appreciate it. Thanks. And, and you know, the color just dropped out of his face. He, I thought he was going to faint. He, he didn't know what to do. He didn't know what to say. He just opened the door and had this look of terror on his face and, and left. So as I was headed in town, my friend said, what? What did you, what are you doing thanking him? I said, well, you know, he's, uh, he's working for me, really. And I tried to explain to him a little bit. Of course, he didn't understand, you know, the spiritual aspect of it. And so then I was racing through town to get to our hotel. And uh, my friend said, hey, stop at this burger place. I want to, you know, let's get a burger before we go to the airport. So I whips into this burger place. And this guy in a big truck uh, pickup pulls right up beside me in the line and jumps out and comes over to the window. It's summertime. I got the window down. And he's yelling and cussing and screaming at me. And he says, you work for the government and I'm paying for the gas in this vehicle and you're driving through town 25 miles over the speed limit. He said, what in the blank is wrong with you, man? And he just, you know, read me the riot act. And so when he stopped long enough... I said, uh, sir, I said, okay. I said, thank you. Thank you so much. I so appreciate you, you know, taking time out of your day to stop here because, you know, you're probably busy. But thank you. I appreciate you stopping and sharing this with me because you're absolutely right. I was going way too fast and I need to slow down. So I appreciate it. He just cussed me out again and walked off. <laughs> My friend said, what, what, are you do, what are you doing? I said, well, I, you know, he's working for me just like the other guy. And then my friend said, well, he said, I don't know what in the world you're doing, but he said, uh, man, it sure worked. That guy just 
guy just turned around, walked off. I thought I thought there was going to be a fight, but he just he just turned around, and walked away. So, you know, those are the kind of things that sometimes the word exposes exposes this stuff. And that's why it's so powerful. That's why it's alive. Because it can do in our life what nothing else can do. And I, you know, and I realize that not, you know, like I said last time, not everybody's going to go there. You know, not everybody's going to, not everybody's going to go to the Word, you know, just like they don't go to the, go to prayer. They don't go to worship, you know, they, they just, um, you know, sit on the bench once a week and throw a little money in the hat and, and that's, uh, that's their, that's their deal. You know, I mean, that's what they do. That's, that's what they think, uh being a believer is, you know, is all about. But uh, it's not. We need to be saturated in this word. Second Timothy 3.16 says, Every scripture is God-breathed, given by his inspiration, and profitable for instruction, reproof, Conviction of sin, correction of error, discipline in obedience, for training in righteousness, in holy living, in conformity to God's will, in thought, purpose, and action. By the way, God's will is his word. I used to always wonder when I was young, you know, well, what is God's will? What's his will? It's his word. A will is made up of words. That's what a will is. It's words. A last will and testament. God's will, God's word. So, it's so profitable profitable for instruction, reproof, conviction of sin, correction of error, discipline and obedience, for training in righteousness, training in holy living, training in conformity to God's word and thought, what we think, what is our purpose, and what is our action. Wow. Well, there's a gold mine there. So this is the stuff that happens when we go to the Word. We're, we're reproved if we need it. We're instructed there for sure. We're convicted of any sin. If there's any error, it can be corrected because of this Word taught by the Holy Spirit and discipline and obedience, 
training in righteousness, holy living, conformity to the Word of God in thought, purpose, and action. So, you know, I realize that not everybody's going there, and that's sad to say, because we're in a day when we need the Word so much more than anything else. Uh, I mean, along with, with the other spiritual disciplines, but right now I'm just focusing on the Word of God and how full of the Word we need to be and how less of the words of man we need to be taking in. You know, I, I left all the, the news, blues, lamestream media stuff, you know, over a year ago completely. I just, you know, after reading the Word, the way I was reading the Word, I just, all, all this unnecessary stuff just started dropping off. It was like leaves on the tree, you know. I, just, I was just reading the Word more and more and more and more, and then all this other stuff just started dropping off and off and off because that wasn't feeding me. I was getting fed from the Word. And so, so I was staying in the Word. Well, I hope you got something out of this because we're just getting started in this, uh, in this study of the Word of God and how useful it is in this time and how it's going to help us endure to the end. So I think I will just in this right here. When the glory of the Lord is filling this place When the glory of the Lord is filling this So for Larry at Acts 29 today, Underground Edition, remember, we will not bow down to the false gods of this world system. I'll see you next time. God bless. Bye-bye.